Hello, Ritu Sharma. I'm so welcome. I'm so glad to see you today. Um, just a couple of words about the uh, Voices of Game, uh, Voices of Change show, uh, a show who gives um, uh, luminous, luminosity, visibility for people who make a change. So, uh, Ritu, would you please introduce yourself to us and uh, and tell us who you are and uh, who was the little, the little Ritu Sharma? <laughs> Hi, Christy. Uh, thank you for having me. Really pleased to be here today with you. And hello to everybody else who's listening today. I am Rita Sharma, and I am Women Empowerment Ambassador. And that is what I live, what I breathe, what I eat, what I do. I am around creating change, positive change for women, giving them platforms, bringing them together, uh, offering them opportunities where possible, and helping them to create opportunities for themselves more than anything else. So all my work, Christine, is around empowering women, uplifting them, providing them with opportunities and platforms. Uh, I'm an author of Rich Man's Poor Daughter, because that's who I believed I was for the first 37 years of my life. And I am a big advocate of self-love and love of all forms. I believe, you know, when we hold resentment, be it in any given circumstances, that is not going to solve anything for us. It is approach of love that matters and that works in every scenario. So the little Rita Sharma was full of enthusiasm, was very curious, like a little monkey, wanted to do everything, wanted to learn everything, <laughs> wanted to make best friends with everyone. And eventually, obviously, it got tainted with the pressures from the outside. And it took a while, quite a long while, to rediscover that little Ritu that was within. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a minute, but that's who I am. Okay, great. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what, what type of study did you, did you make to, to become the person you are right now? Okay, so uh, I was educated in, I come from India. I'm from Amritsar, the city of Golden Temple in Punjab, India. And I was uh, privileged to be a part of a family that was uh, resourceful. My dad was a very hardworking guy, totally self-made, multimillionaire, but very hardworking and very strong-willed as well. And I believe I've got it from him. So uh, I was privileged in terms of uh, being exposed to quality education because I don't know if you are aware, Christine, but still in other countries, uh, some countries even now, there is no uniformity in education standards. Of course not, yes. Unfortunately, so uh, I was privileged to be sent to the best schools, colleges and universities of the town. And uh, I hold a, um, two degrees, one's in science, chemistry and biology, that's my bachelor's degree. And then I went on to pursue literature, which was very close to my heart personally. And I was not allowed to pursue that before, uh, because in Asian communities, many, many parents, especially in my time, still used to believe that science has uh, it's honorable to be a science student rather than be a literature student. However, when I grew older, uh, I kind of knew myself very well and I put my foot down then. Uh, I also okay. did my B.Ed. Uh, and then here I got my teaching qualification when I moved over here to England. Um, when did you move to England? That was in 2004, August. 2004. Wow, 2004. that's not so, such a it's not such, such a long time ago. I mean, uh, it's quite recent. 17 years, uh, Christine, and I can assure you that these 17 years have been a roller coaster, if anything. 
Um, so yeah, so that's I was uh, I've been very well uh, educated, uh, being exposed to quality education, and I think that's the best gift uh, gift my dad gave me ever. Of course, the, as I talk about pressures, and I talk about all the times about how girls, young girls, are tried to they're pruned in a way that the society would accept them. Uh, I was no exception to that. However, the gift of education that was given to me proved to be my most powerful weapon, if you like, and helped me survive, helped me grow, helped me rediscover myself, and now is helping me do what I do. And uh, why do you focus on women so much? What, what is it that really makes you thrive about women? To start off with, I'm a woman myself. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, well, I, have I am had, with you, totally with you. There you go, Christine. And you know, you know that we are different. Uh, not good or bad, but we're just different. We're not better, we're not worse, we're just different. And I learned that, learned to accept that uh, in a very long time and in a very harsh manner. I was one of those curious children and intelligent ones, if you like, who would ask a why for everything. You can do that. You cannot do that, but your brother can do that, who was similar age to me. Why? You can't wear this why. You can't go there why. And they did not have an answer to my whys. Bless them. Not because they did not mean well, but because they were very culturally stuck themselves. Of course, they were, they were kind of stuck in the code. Exactly. And I'm therefore, working right now with a woman uh, who, whose uh, keynotes um, address is uh, uh, how to crack the code. There you go. <laughs> and we are, we are coded. We are coded so badly that we don't even realize we are coded. We don't even realize we're not living our truth. And therefore, I mean, they did everything to crush the spirit I had within me, not coming from a place of love still, I believe, because they wanted good for me. They wanted me to have a nice, easy, hot, happy life. I was not the one to settle for that. I needed answers to my wives. And because that did not happen, I gathered a lot of gunk inside, a lot of mess, and that piled on over time. And then when I went through DV, I went through a divorce, a horrible one. I faced homelessness. I was a single mom for years. And I kind of have had a journey that many women have. And again, as I keep saying, my education helped me come out of that. And when I turned around and I realized, because initially, Christine, I would believe very happily in my little bubble that it was very specific and exclusive to Asian women. It's not. DV is not exclusive to any culture. Depression is not exclusive to any culture. Homelessness, being a single mom, is not exclusive. The struggles that come with it are not exclusive to anyone. They are very generic, you know, experienced by many women across the world. So I turned around and I saw the gap. And see, I was an educated woman. I was a professional. I was a teacher. And so you, you mentioned you divorced? I divorced, yeah. Okay. And that came through, that came through like um, really horribly, obviously, because I w it, was, it was a case of DV coercive control, financial control, which I did not know was a thing. Did because, your parents choose for your husband? No, they didn't. No, I chose him myself. And that's, that's another story there, because I chose him myself. They kind of stepped back. Oh, we're not taking any responsibility. We're not supporting you because da, da, da. And culturally, that's fine. You know, and because I was coded in a way, as you say, very, um, you know, intensely, I believed for a very long time that I deserved 
this sort of treatment because I had chosen the man myself. So mm -hmm. it was one thing after the other. And I'm that's, that's interesting. Have, and how long have you been together then? I had uh, known him for four years before we got married. And I was with him for 11 years after that. Okay. So I tried every possible thing I could to make the marriage work, but it was not meant to be. Um, and, and I believe he'll have his part of the story, but that's fine too. But I am committed to speaking my truth. And then when I came out of it, uh, Christine, and rediscovered myself and realized where I had got to was more to do with this than to anybody on the outside. And self-love was missing and self-belief was missing and self-respect was missing. I started working on that. Then I went on to establish my organization called Kushile UK, which is which does everything I've just mentioned I do. So we put together things, we bring, and you know, there's a gap where women who are on the bottom line who are not educated well, they have support, and very much so they should have support. However, you know, people like me who are vocal, who look confident on the outside, who are educated, who are in professions, they might still not be happy with it. And since I've speaking, since I've started speaking my truth and being totally open about it, I have heard many women come to me and say, Ritu, I've been the same, I have been through the same. So that tells me that what I initially thought has there is a gap there and we need to fill that in. Yeah, I understand. I'm with you totally. I mean, there are so many women out there who suffer from the imposter syndrome and uh, and who don't know what to do with their lives, who are lonely mum, lonely, just like lonely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not knowing to do what, them, what to do with themselves. And so how do you make a change? Give us a tip to make a change for a woman who is uh, who's feeling lonely, who's depressed. What, what should she do? I have... Um a three A's rule that I talk about all the times. And I would like to believe that's my discovery. However, it can't be. There must be other people who've spoken about this in the past. But the three A's rule goes that there's these three A's that when you apply those in your life and in any given situation at any given time, that will work. And they're through, you know, they're about change, Christine. So the first one is about awareness. Awareness that something's not right. Right? Awareness that I am not feeling happy within. Okay, I've got a job. I've got kids. I've got a house. I've got a car. Even a husband, maybe. Or I've got everything I want. On the outside, I'm still not happy. Becoming aware of that. And then accepting. The second day is acceptance. Accepting that something needs to change. If I'm doing everything I should be doing on the outside, physically, but I'm still not happy, or whatever your situation is, whatever it is you realize is not right accepting that many people live in denial christine and you must have seen so many yourself many people live in denial you can see from as an outsider there's something wrong and if you try and tell them they'll be like oh no 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 you're reading it all wrong oh yeah well i am immediately um grabbing this because i'm channeling i i we have been channeling for five generations of women in my family okay so so i'm doing a lot of energetic healing uh, job with women who suffer from different types of syndrome. So I see exactly what you mean. Yeah, and third A then is that of action. Because nothing change, change until you change nothing. Things are not going to get up and do it for themselves. You have to initiate the change. You have to get up and put the work in. And many times people might be aware 
and they might accept it but they don't create the change they don't they can't create the change because they are scared or they don't believe in themselves that they can possibly create that change so i'd say if you want to create a change any form of change in any aspect of your life apply these three rules and then see the results for yourself yeah so how how many women have you coached in that uh global i have coached quite a few uh we have uh over a thousand people joined us regularly that is uh for the organization uh which are a part of our facebook group facebook page sorry sort of group uh we've got a whatsapp group going uh we have regular events happening online of course at the moment since march last year um which have so the the organization kind of takes a holistic approach christine which is uh we four four pillars that we focus on is health and well-being financial education and entrepreneurship personal professional development and social events so we do all of them any projects that are being run fall under one or the other category and uh women come together and i'm so thankful to god that it has grown organically and we still have women uh, you know joining us fresh and the good thing is uh, since the pandemic hit and you know this is about seeing the good in every situation maybe but since the pandemic happened the boundaries kind of become irrelevant and we've had people join us from all over the world we've had speakers from all over the world yeah and that's right that's what's that's what's enabled us the pandemic really because yeah. uh, before we were just kind of our, each and everyone in our corners not really getting the chance but through all these tools now zoom and 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 meet meet up and all these things all these tools and allow us to just meet people from all over the world exactly and we've kind of we were restricted earlier in our boundaries and we were thinking okay you know I'll, i can't go to christine's interview because christine lives on the other side of europe but now it does not matter this is the norm now we okay we good yeah that's what's fantastic about it i mean in every in every problem there is a um an opportunity i would yeah. say this is also i i assume what we what you would say uh, in your four a's <laughs> three a's <laughs> yeah you're right you're right well, the that's... four a's what could what could be the fourth a um if we be if we be creative here for a little while okay that's a good one um authentic yeah, yeah. exactly this is what i had in mind this oh, is what lovely. i had in mind i read your mind <laughs> yeah yes this is what i had in mind because so many people so many speakers um do the three a's but then they find out that they can't they 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 still suffer from this imposter syndrome even if they they go for the call for action but it's not authentic they don't live and and experiment their authenticity the way it is and the way it should be and so then you see i added a 4a there you go there you go <laughs> we're going to add we make going to make it the 4a approach now instead of the 3a approach <laughs> yeah well authenticity is great you could even have a uh, a fifth one mm-hmm. i mean you know uh, five ways five ways to actually get out of the crisis okay <laughs> yes we can we can of course we can 
<laughs> yes, we can. Yes, yes. Of course, I mean, and 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 being creative and talking to creative women like you, uh, Ritu, is just uh, magnificent. This is what I, what I love. You know, we're just putting people uh, in the light, uh, people who make a change like you, and and put them in the light. And uh, well, when is your next event? Tell us a bit. How can we reach you out? Lovely. We have one today. Uh, in the today? evening, we have one today. We kind of. There we've got continuous um, events, regular projects which we're running. So one's women empowerment event that happens every third Thursday of the month. And we bring women together from all over the world. They share their story as well as they share about their work. So it's an empowering journey because they'll share their personal, you know, from where they're coming from. Why do they do what they do? Because there's a story, Christine, for everyone, you know, game, you know, change makers. Everybody's doing what they're doing because they feel about something really strongly. And these, all these women are just there and they share their journeys, personal journeys, as well as they share about what work they do. So that's seven speakers every single month. Um, then we have uh, Let's Talk Happiness sessions, which is around health and well-being. We do that every fortnight, uh, first and second, first and third Tuesday of the month, sorry. And we've just recently started Men Are From Mars because some lovely colleagues were questioning me and say, you know what, you talk about gender bias and you're doing the same. <laughs> and I took that on board. And I said, yes, men need to have, you know, their contribution given in um, when we talk about empowering women, when we talk about bringing them change of acceptance of existing in, uh, you know, coexisting in harmony. And therefore we started Men Are From Mars, which happens every first Thursday of the month. And on and off, Christine, when, we, when I meet some really lovely ladies who are ready to offer their services or, or want to help others. So, for example, today we have a lady from USA who's into branding and she's offered to do a workshop for us um, tonight. So we're bringing people together and we're doing a workshop on branding tonight. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did one around financial well-being. So we keep going on and off as and when we can to bring whatever value we can bring to women. That's great. This is how you make a real change, Ritu. Well, anyway, thank you for sharing this with thank the Voices you. of Change show. It's been a, a real delight to have you and you are shining. You're just uh, illuminating uh, the video. <laughs> thank you so much, I don't know if you, if you are aware about this, but this is when people, when people do change, when they do make a change, they illuminate you know, they have this aura that around them that uh, I can just grab from you. Oh, thank you. You can probably see it. I don't have that eye, Christy. But thank you so much. <laughs> well, anyway, it's been a pleasure to welcome you uh, to our Voices of Change podcast, which will happen on a regular basis. We, we will have other people, other women interviewed in this podcast. And this is uh, for people who consider themselves game changers and people who make a change and through their words and th through what they do for this world. And so thank you for being with us again, Ritu. And, um, and how, can we, how can people reach out to you? Uh, they can look me up on um, Facebook, just Ritu Sharma. Women Empowerment Ambassador is what you should be looking for because otherwise Ritu Sharma is a very common Indian name. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. If you'd like to connect, please do so. Um, we've also, uh, one thing I would like to say here, Christine, is about a 
my dream project that I'm working on now and it's a book of uh, stories 33 stories from across the world again we've covered five continents women from everywhere all sorts of backgrounds ethnicities and the book comes out in July it's going to be called the new woman stories of kinsey experiences and uh, please look it up as well it's everywhere online on my uh, social media platforms i'd love for you to read that book if you'd like to and yes, yeah it's, so it's social an audio media book is, or it's a it's it will be available as a hard book and an ebook as well okay an audio book not yet no we don't well, have we don't have an audio future, yet. you see there's another another project for you here <laughs> actually quite a, a number of people have said this christine and it seems as a, it's a message that i'm getting repeatedly about getting that into an audio as well so i think i should look that look into that Yes, yes. Well, anyway, thank you for being with us thank today, you. Ritu, and uh, and well, I wish you all the best and uh, well, everything, uh, a lot of love around you and the people you love, and uh, well, and goodbye and talk thank to you another you. time. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much. <laughs>